0: This is episode 54 with Melanie Coleman.
1: Hello and welcome
2: to the Love Yourself to Happiness show. We are your hosts, Maya and Michaela, and we are lifestyle strategists for moms. We absolutely love helping moms just like you to uplevel your lifestyle, mindset, career, and relationships and helping you to fill your cup up so that you can be the best version of yourself and achieve anything that you want. Think of this podcast as your personal development tool, where each week you'll get an infusion of tips, resources, and methods from our favorite leading experts that will inspire you to harmonize motherhood and become an empowered woman. All this information is free. So please subscribe to and review our podcast. We also want to invite you to join our free private Facebook group called Energized Mama Tribe. We are also offering a free masterclass, five steps to get 10 or more hours of purposeful time to harmonize motherhood and your personal identity. Lastly, we're offering free breakthrough calls with us to help implement the tools we teach you in the class. You can find all this information by visiting mayaandmikaela.com so grab a cup of tea or coffee sit back and welcome to love yourself to happiness show
0: melanie coleman is a singer actor and director of kidlosophy an educational and lifestyle brand she created with her daughters that teaches values and inspiration with a dash of entertainment to children through music and storytelling by way of video she received her bachelor's of music degree and master's of music degree and holds a certificate in acting Melanie has performed at internationally renowned music venues such as the Lyric Opera of Chicago and starred in national and regional commercials for over 13 years. Featured in major publications such as the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Tribune, and Chicago Parent Magazine, Melanie will be releasing her debut children's album of original music entitled, "Do Unto Others, in Fall 2018. Welcome back, everyone. We are so happy to have with us Melanie Coleman with us today. Welcome, Melanie.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we are really excited to, to talk to you about, about your beautiful gift that you're bringing to the world. So, to get started, we'd love to hear a story of how you got to do the work that you do.
1: I actually started performing when I was seven years old, and I loved music and always have. It's been a part of my life since I can remember and I have a music degree and I also have an acting certificate so my life has always been around the performing arts but what I have done over the past few years is actually use my parenting skills and my parenting experience to I guess inform my music career. And what I mean by that is I I witnessed a lot of snarkiness in children's TV shows. <laughs> and I got to thinking, gosh, this is such um almost an inappropriate tone to use with people. I would see, I mean, even cartoon characters would be talking to one another. And I think if my children spoke to one another that way, I would be so unhappy about that. And this is what they're watching on a regular basis. Like what can I do to kind of counteract that? And so um, I just, we, we, usually sing around the house, just because music, music is such a part of our lives. And so I would make up little songs about um, anything that we were experiencing, whether it's, you know, we're going to eat broccoli tonight, I would make it a song. And then my daughter actually started getting bullied. And it was absolutely horrible, because she was in second grade. And you think, oh, my goodness, kids shouldn't be mean to each other in second grade. They're little bitty kids. They should be loving on each other still. And that just wasn't the case. So what happened was I turned that experience into a motivation to help her feel loved, help her feel heard when she didn't feel heard. And I used music and lyrics to almost heal that experience with her. And so that's really what was the catalyst to start this project um, called Kidlosophy, where I am teaching about values, the golden rule, and how to let your light shine um, through lyrics and music, because I just think kids need it today. They need to hear the messages that they are enough exactly as they are. They need to hear that their little quirks, their little um, personality traits are fine and they are acceptable as they are. And um, and so that's really why I wanted to put this message out there because I knew if my kid was suffering at seven and eight years old, there's got to be other kids out there who feel similarly and need to have this message. And it's one of those things, it's like meditation. You have to hear the message again and again and again. And so knowing that it's so easy to download a song these days, I was like, okay, I'm going to put together a children's CD and I'm going to put these messages on there. So not only do I want to help children, but it's like, you know, I want to help the parents help the children. And so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today.
2: That is so cool. Can you, can you share a little bit more about your daughter's experience and how it turned around with
1: the music? Absolutely. It was in the tail end of second grade when she started to ask me questions as to why would someone be mean to me? What have I done? And I'd say, "Mo, you haven't done anything. this is not a reflection on you. This is about this person and what they're feeling right now, whether they feel less than in some way, so they're trying to hurt you and make you make you feel badly so they're like on this I don't know power trip of some kind and fortunately, we got through the summer. Um, and yet when third grade started, it was 10 times worse. And so she would feel left out and she would feel not good enough. And Sunday afternoons and Sunday evenings were the most difficult times of the week for us because my kid who is so happy, good, go lucky. And, uh, Joyful, she's just joyful, would be mopey, tearful, quiet. And, you know, my heart hurt. There's no other way to say it. Just I knew what she was dreading, which was going to school on Monday morning. Like, uh, (laughs) it was horrible. So Mm. I, I started with the idea of reinforcing the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And we would talk about what that meant to her and how she would live her life. So it wasn't, I didn't want to put the focus so much on the bully. There were a couple of bullies and I didn't want that to be the focus of our conversations. The conversations were more about how do you live your life and how do you want to represent yourself when you're dealing with friends, when you're dealing with peers, when you're out in the world. And so it was more about reinforcing the idea that we treat others the way we want to be treated. And so, you know, we're going to lead that way. We're going to be the example. And so I started this chorus of do Unto others, as you would have them do unto you. And then it just, we would sing it as kind of like a, a mantra mm-hmm. to get ready for school. Like, this is what we're going to do. We are in control of our reaction and how we respond to other people, but we are not in charge or in control of the other people. And if we remember that, and if we remember the golden rule, we're going to get through the school day and we're going to be okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we just kept reinforcing that. And then it expanded into, we're going to let our light shine because there are going to be some people out there that you're just too much for. (laughs) They can't handle your spark, you know, and that's okay because they're not your people. You're going to find people who really admire your spark or find you interesting and exceptional. Those are the people you want to connect with. And you'll find those people. And right now you may not, you may not have those people surrounding you and that's okay because eventually they will be attracted to that light and they will find you. So you're not going to change. You're not going to hide your light. And so that came, that became another song. (laughs) And it just kept growing from there. And I feel like it just, it was, A couple of days ago, my younger daughter, Gigi, she started singing one of the songs just out of the blue and it made my heart feel so good because I haven't released the songs yet, but I know that they are working in my own home. And I think if they're working with my two girls and the experiences that they have had, I know that it's gonna be doing some good out there when I finally put it out into the world.
2: Oh my gosh, that is so inspirational. I love Thank how you're you. able to oh. turn that around and inspire your daughter and like give it, give her, you know, the proper tools to kind of navigate through life and be able to feel things that she was going through and mm-hmm. you were there as a support. And it's you know, bullying is it's just horrible, you know, I hear so many stories. It happens everywhere because you have that the different dynamics within a school classroom. Yeah. you know you have the the leader, the quiet, you know like and it's just it's just how it works and um, I spoke to a mom a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying her daughter was being bullied, and the, she was like, the only way I can describe it to my daughter was saying, you know this girl that's bullying you, she just doesn't get enough love at home and so mm-hmm. she you know, she does this. So next time, you know, so, so the girl was able to say, okay, this is not me. It's, it's the girl is not getting enough love at home. She, she's like, you know, she's not getting enough kisses from her mommy and all of these things. Right. So she came back one day from school and she goes, mommy, she must've not gotten enough kisses
1: yesterday because she was, was
2: but I was like, what a good you know this way she's not feeling hurt she actually has sympathy for the little girl because yes that's what bullies need is actually extra love
1: they do they, they do
2: Ah, uh, but it's it's about yeah yeah
0: yeah such a powerful message and I know it's so different from the how you know I was bullied when I was in middle school and it I, was handled much differently <laughs> you know yeah. Yes. Nothing was done. Like nothing was done. Everything it was, was kind done. of just it was just toughen up and go to school and get through it and that's it. Yeah. And so this is like it's just so focused on
2: in going into the heart and having yeah.
0: for other people and letting your light shine and knowing that there are people out there that are gonna appreciate your light. It's all so powerful. And while you were talking, I was like I was getting all welled up because I feel like The way that you are parenting is similar to me, but I don't use song. (laughs) But I I just, I, because that's not my, that's just not my artistic thing. Right. uh, How I express myself. But the words that you were saying are very similar. Mm -hmm. I I have a nine-year-old and um, she, I, ever since preschool, the end of school year, during that time of transition, so there's a lot of anxiety at the end of the school year. Who's my new teacher going to be? I'm going to miss my friends. Am I going to be in the class with friends? All of that transitioning Mm -hmm. is always really hard, especially for the girls. Mm -hmm. And so my daughter, who happens to be, she's very sociable. Everyone tends to like her. Mm -hmm. But because of that, at the end of the school year, there's a tendency for people to not be nice to her because they want to start fights because they're feeling anxious. So they, like at the end of this school year, they were trying to get her to choose between friends. And she says, I want to be friends with everyone. She's just this sweet little Dumpling, and she just wants to treat everyone nicely and be treated nicely, and she doesn't want to be put in the middle. So it's a different form of bullying, but it's still really hard and created a lot of anxiety for her. But the language that you use is so similar to what I've tried. And so I feel like hearing you say it almost validates like, okay,
1: I'm doing okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. so... There are so many different l- levels of bullying or kinds of bullying and it's very man- it can be manipulative and then it can be where like my kid was left out or made fun of because she's quirky. You know, it's all the same at the end. You mm-hmm. know, like it's just, mm-hmm. it's the same. There is a pain that is happening. Someone's needs are not met at home. And their love bucket is not filled. And so there is this acting out in some way. And then your child may be the target of that. And it's like, okay, how are we going to cope with this as a family? I think that's the bottom line. Because sometimes the school won't be there to resolve it the way you would like it to be resolved. And that's just the way it goes. So you as the parent have to step up and you have to be the one to advocate for your kid and you have to be the one to make sure that their emotional well-being is supported as best as you possibly can. Right. It's our job. And especially,
2: you know, being conscious parents, which I think we are, Mm -hmm. um, and there are more rising, I think our kids tend to maybe be the target because we are meant to sort of heal that, um, you know, that process. And so, you know, you were able to do that. And like, you know, just like look at the ripple effect by you creating a song for your daughter. She's already changing the vibration in her school, which is then changing other things, which then changes stuff at home. You know, it's just all right. connected. Um, so that's super amazing. But, you know, another thing I wanted to touch upon was um, like social media, And I heard how kids, when they post, you know, this is older kids now, when they post a photo, they rate their self-worth on like the amounts of likes that they get, you know? And it's just so sad. Like they, I even hear that if they don't get a certain amount within a certain time, they take the picture off, you know? And it's like, how can we as parents being mindful of, uh, this digital age that we live in, um, allow it to, you know, help us almost, you know, and not turn against us, but like build our children's self-worth from whenever you become conscious of this. And it could be right now by listening to the podcast and I don't care how old your kids are. It's never too late to start. You
1: Absolutely know? Not.
2: So can you share with us, um, you know, your, some of your steps or tools or advice, um, to kind of start where you are for the children to feel loved but to feel loved through their love for themselves because we are dependent on each you know like on just having that love for ourselves and not to be depending on other people for validation and things like
1: that absolutely i see it as a daily practice that starts i mean it can start at day 1 <laughs> as
0: yeah. far as i'm
1: concerned as far as, you know and as long as they understand your tone of voice and they see your face and you are filling them with love it's a daily practice that we initially we put into them and then when they get to be school age preschool and kindergarten and they start to spend a little time outside of the home, I absolutely think there has to be a daily practice of gratitude, of affirmations. There is a wonderful children's book by Dr. Wayne Dyer, I Am, and it's I Am Enough. I am joyful. I am filled with grace. I am loving, whatever whatever it is that you want to teach with the phrase I am, I think it can start very early on. So my girls are now almost nine in a few weeks and 10. And with the two of them, at this point, we have done something interesting to say the least. We let them use... they each have a tube of lipstick and we have a big mirror in the front of our house and we let them write an affirmation with this lipstick. And usually it's just, I am enough. Mm. Mo Morrison is her full name. I am enough. Gigi. It's as simple as that where it just is a daily reminder that they don't need to seek approval Mm. from an outside source and they are too young to be on social media at this point Mm. my hope and my dream is that they will not be the ones seeking validation from the number of likes and the number of comments but i know it is hard because I fall into that trap as an adult, as someone who's building a brand. I'm like, Oh, let's see how many people commented on this. And I get it. And so when they are teenagers and their brains are nowhere completely developed, Oh, they need our support. We need to be, we need to be mindful and watchful. And I think it's so easy when they are Teenagers and i 'm not there yet i'm just speaking from more of an observational standpoint right now I see I see them on their own almost like there's not as much guidance and I don't want to say i'm a helicopter mom i, I don 't feel that I am, but I also will say today before my kids hit the teenage years that I'm going to be there and I'm going to be monitoring and I'm going to be having conversations. I think that's the biggest thing. You have to be open and you have to be really, you have to be comfortable getting uncomfortable with the conversations that need to be held. Because sometimes people aren't nice on social media and that's just putting it very, <laughs> politely, yeah. right? And it's all energy too, oh. you know? And
2: it's so subliminal, yes. it literally plants things into your head and it just it's it sucks, but it does have a positive spin to it too. So it's it's not all bad, you know? Um no. but it it comes from your belief system here. So whatever you embed, you know, in your children or even in yourself, I mean it always starts with the parent too. Yes, you know? Um so and I love how you put it to have a daily practice with the kids because, you know, Maya and I focus so much on um, rituals and routines, morning, evenings for us to fill ourselves up. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's also important to, to establish certain rituals for your kids. And I know they have evening routines, but that's, that's a non-negotiable. Like, we, we, you know, they just need to have those. But I think things like affirmations are fun You know, I think, um, mirror work, you know, when you're brushing your teeth with your children in the morning and I do it. And I tell myself, I'm like, I'm beautiful. I'm kind. I'm loved. And I do it with my daughter Mm -hmm. and ever since she was born, even when she was in my, in my belly, I would, um, I always start my mornings with gratitude and I say them out loud. So whether she understands or not, vibration doesn't need words. Right. Right. So. I, you know, I've been telling her things I'm grateful for in the mornings, um, you know, and it's just, it just embeds that feeling. We start off the day with that feeling and I hope that she continues the practice on her own, you know, but it's like the littlest things, you know, they don't cost, they, you know, you don't have to go to a therapy session. You don't have to go do this. You don't have to do that, but you have to be able to give them all the tools that work for you.
1: Mm-hmm. We, we,
2: be able to give on to our kids as well. And, and in the fun way, and I love how you can do that with music. I just love it. And, and I do it with dance. Like I'll put on a song and we shake it off, you know, mm-hmm. at least once a day, a couple minutes, you know, and we just dance and then we cuddle all these little things, you know, that for them to get attention. And I've noticed when I do that, she plays on her own so well afterwards. Like she doesn't even bother me. And so it's like, I get filled up, she gets filled up. And then I'm like, oh, I could even read a book if I want to, because she's playing, you know? Right? And it's like, yeah. it's just such a beautiful dance. Um, and I, yeah, so I love the the different daily practice, um, you know, tips. I think that's really, really important. That's number one for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, love
0: yeah. I love it. I love that too. And, you know, I do I would do gratitude as well but it isn't something I've tried to create that as part of our routine but with a split household where sometimes they're at their dad and sometimes they're here it's been a little hard but I'm definitely going to work on that and be more mindful but I want to get that book that you recommended the mm. Wayne Dyer book cuz I mm-hmm. just love Wayne Dyer and all of his things oh, he created me so too. I'm definitely going to put that on my list so you talked a lot about how your work has helped your daughter and your family. Do you Mm -hmm. have any examples of how your music and your work has helped other children or
1: families? I can say that the people that have gotten a sneak peek have said, essentially that the lessons in the individual songs have just helped them um, teach their children basically about, as I said before, the golden rule. And the, there's music in there that's about using your imagination. I think that's one of the things too that's key to being happy in your life is the, create, the creativity that comes from just letting your imagination run wild. And children are our greatest teachers when it comes to that. And I think um, one of the things that I am told on a regular basis is that your kids are so happy. And for me, that is like one of the greatest compliments I could get as a human being, not only as a parent, but just for me personally, it it makes me a little emotional because there were, you know, there were times in my life where happiness just wasn't a part of who I was. And so to be told that and to make sure that I feel, I feel like I'm doing okay in that department, as far as really working, I work at providing my kids a happy environment and a happy childhood. So anyway, back to your question. I feel like um, we live What we sing about and what we value comes across in how we interact with the world. And I can't tell you how many times I've been complimented on the girls just the way they interact with one another. Their sibling relationship, I'm happy to say is, Really strong. Of course, they have their moments, as we're all human and we disagree with one, one another. But I work so hard on making sure that the conflict is resolved in a way that makes sense for everyone. Everyone's voices are heard, and we work on that. And um, I don't know. I just feel like the the messages in the music. Are going to be a mantra for having more joy, more happiness, and just a sense of self that's strong. And that is a powerful statement because people are hurting these days in our world. And we need, whether it's music or whether it's a new book or a podcast, we need these things to fill one another up because there's just so much negativity out there. So right. I guess my hope is that I I will hear from more people as it gets out there that yes, it has made a difference in our homes and in in my child. Right. I love yeah. that. So, so when I will just, your
0: sorry Michaela, um when will your music be available
1: publicly? I'm hoping for a pre-release middle august and definitely in september is the goal i want it to be like almost a back to school feel you've got mm. your new markers and your paper and your folders and how how are you doing emotionally are you ready to get back out there in a group of kids you right know? And, and it's kind of that that feeling that i hope will help many more children
0: mm. awesome and
2: yeah, so like one of the tools that kind of came to my mind with the school starting in September is, you know how we set goals and, and um, things for the new year? That's kind of like their new year, you know? And so like perhaps for your children to have a word for the year, like that they want to feel, you know, and kind of like use that as an anchor every morning and they could have it, you know, you could do like an art and post it on their wall or something like that, but that can be their word for the year. I love that. And then they could have each year, and then different words for every year. You know, like something yeah. cute, something cute, so cute. Um, but I just have a question. You mentioned about you know if you two girls have a conflict, what are your ways, or or how do you handle that? Like, do you bring them together, and do they talk it out? Do you? Kind of like help them get the language out because um, I know a lot of moms listening have more than one child and and then you know sibling rivalry I think is is pretty big as well and I think it just starts at home
1: to mm-hmm.
2: teach them how to communicate um, you know when they're feeling a little agitated
1: absolutely one of the things that I did when they were very young was to make sure they express themselves in the I feel this way when you do that i feel angry when you don't want to play the game that i want to play you know and then we talk through that and eventually it 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 would turn into well i understand that now i understand i understand what you're feeling and m- maybe we can play after We play this game. And it just, it seemed to work itself out in a manner that everyone felt okay with. And then as they've grown older, one of the things I really loved about um, their experience in a Montessori preschool and kindergarten was this lovely statement their teacher taught them. I'm sorry. How can I help? That statement, I swear to you, has saved my sanity as a parent on numerous times. I'm sorry. How can I help? And sometimes it backfires where it's like nothing, nothing you can do can help. Okay, we're a little dramatic. But other times when it's really said in a heartfelt manner, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, well, and they think about it, they take a moment you could share the red crayon while you're using the yellow one and then we'll switch and then it'll be okay. And it's like, oh, oh, I can do that. I'll give you that. And it's like <laughs> so simple yet so effective so that I, we still use that at <sighs> this point when they're entering fourth and fifth grades. I'm sorry, how can I help? And, um, I just, I don't know. I think when I see the struggle of some of one of them not being heard, the, the thing I try to do is say, I, if you communicate how you're feeling in an honest, calm manner, you will be heard. Mm-hmm. And, Mm-hmm. that usually helps. And at this point I try to stay on the fringe of it yeah. and I let them deal with these emotions, just the two of them. And yes, there is sil- sibling rivalry. They're both, um, you know, we live just outside of Chicago and they audition for commercials and that kind of thing. And a couple of weeks ago, they both booked a commercial playing sisters and it was fantastic. It was wonderful. They had a great experience. The two of them together. Yesterday, my oldest booked. A com- she shot a commercial, and it was just her. And therefore, Gigi spent the day with her dad. And I was a little concerned. I thought, "Ooh, how's this going to go over?" And we try really hard to remember. There's enough sunshine for everyone. Yes. Her win is a win for our family and we support each other no matter what. And I Mm -hmm. think that statement and that understanding, that knowing that we have an agreement, I guess, that we have as a family, it helps uh, alleviate some potential struggles I think, right. Yeah. Well, it's also like, it sounds like an
2: abundance mindset where you're setting that for your daughter, that there is no lack of things if they want, um, and to be happy for everyone, which is awesome. Right. Um, you know, like thinking about like conscious parenting, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I was reading conscious parenting, um, the other day, and it said how our children are our biggest teachers, but like our biggest spiritual task. So I think a lot of times, you know, when we have kids and issues come up, we're able to heal our own patterns through that. So I think that's pretty cool, you know, whether it's about speaking up, you know, or whether it's about sharing your feelings or, you know, being more patient, you know, there's like all these little things that are in these like little tiny humans, um, that are making the, you know, that we're supposed to be working on ourselves as well, um, Mm -hmm. through conscious work. And I don't know, I I just think it's super cool and it's such a big part of your work. I think, um, I totally
1: hundred percent agree with you. Yes. Yeah. 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 They have been my greatest teachers and I feel more aligned with my purpose in Mm -hmm. life than I ever have before. I see now where my work is needed and my my ability to do things is, is definitely around children and, and helping parents navigate this extraordinary <laughs> job that we have. This is really important stuff. And I think it just, you know, we just, we're a society that is filled with a lot of sarcasm. Sometimes like we don't, it's like, oh yeah, she's a full-time mom, but, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I am a full-time mom. Like I, I do work outside of the home, but also my job is to raise really great human beings who will change the world with their love with their, uh, ability to include everyone and their ability to just see the joy that's surrounding them. It's, it's the little things on a daily basis that if you can be joyful for those things, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. And they definitely will be because
2: that's how you operate, you know? You operate through and <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, they're, they're our mirror. And yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Um Awesome. So you have mentioned uh, the Dr. Wayne Dyer uh, book, I Am Enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are there any other books that you're currently reading or that you recommend to our listeners?
1: I am... I, I am a huge Wayne Dyer fan. So um, a number of his books, The Power of Intention. Excuse I'm reading me. that every morning. Every Are you morning, really? I
2: read a couple pages of it. Yeah, it's like my Bible. <laughs>
1: oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Um, Living the Wisdom of the Tao. That mm-hmm. was another life changer. I love that. Um, and then Marion Williamson's A Return to Love
2: i heard that's good yeah
1: that's a really good book really good book and i think i can honestly say a life changer for me was don miguel ruiz's book the four agreements the four agreements
2: yeah yes. being what is and what are the the what are oh. the four things? It's, what is it okay. be impeccable with your word yes
1: don't take anything um, personally right that's huge yeah that it's huge <laughs> Especially teaching kids, do not take anything personal. (laughs) Because they have no filter. They'll just say whatever. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Another one is Brene Brown's Rising Strong. Uh, That's another great book. And then as far as I was thinking about a couple of parenting books that I've read, The Spiritual Child by Lisa Miller. And also Nurture Shock. Um, I believe that's P.O. Bronson and Ashley Merriman. So yes, those were the two books where parenting. I found pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I think when you have children that are very different from one another, and they're living in the same household, you know, you you have to figure out a way to navigate that. And I have two polar opposite children on so many levels, even though they're both girls, they're close in age, they're completely different. They're completely different. And I think, um, I always go back to Wayne Dyer. He said this, and I, it's not an exact quote, but he said, your children, they come through you. They are not of you. They are not you. You can't make them be who you want them to be. And so, you know, I try to, I try to remember that often. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I know one thing that really helped me with, with the kids bickering, you know, I have got a little bit bigger age gap and it's a boy and a girl. So very, they're very different, but also, you know, I try not to, um, stereotype based on gender, you know the boy energy versus girl energy, but I mean the girl is older and is happy to sit and read and do art, and he is a lot of energy, so that 's just the nature of it. But one thing that really helped me was uh, for for a few years i I would listen to Wayne Dyer and Byron Katie these recordings that my friend had given me, I would listen to them on repeat every time I was in the car. And one of the things that Byron Katie would say, she would talk about how she would always try to, her children are older at this point, you know, maybe high school, college age. And she would always try to intervene when they would fight, you know, try and get in the middle. And she, she was talking about this one time where she was sitting you know, trying to have breakfast in the kitchen and the boys were fighting and ended up getting physically fighting in the living room. And they're like, mom, help. And she was just like, you work it out, you know? (laughs) And she said moments later, they ended up something, they started laughing and embraced and they worked it out. And so that kind of shifted her parenting to just it's their relationship. Obviously, if children are going to be hurt and that sort of thing, then there's a point in time where you need to step in. But it was really, really helpful for me to just kind of, I let them bicker until it's, there's a point of no return where there's some sort of intervention. But I really like that idea that we all are in relationships with each other. And so letting them work it out and figuring out how to work that out and communicate at this young age versus, oh,
1: maybe they'll be friends when they're adults, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> I think you really have to be proactive when they're little because, yes, they they need you to kind of guide them in the beginning to in order to really establish a close relationship. But yet, Yes, you have to let them work it out. You just right. you have to. It helps them with relationships outside of your family in school, right? If they are given the opportunity to to communicate and and practice those skills in the home, they're gonna be better at that when they're outside of the home.
2: Yeah. That's a huge gift that you can give your children.
1: I think so too.
2: Communicating for the rest of their life and, you know, how they communicate um, and how honest and heartfelt they communicate can make a huge difference, you know, whether they do or they don't. So if they're able to speak up at home and work their stuff out there, they'll be able to do that, you know, in real life. And it's less pressure and stress for the moms, you know, the parents, because you know that the child is fine, you know, they've had some experience. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. They have used their voice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Allow them to use their voice. Awesome. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much, Melanie. This has been so fabulous. To conclude, we would love to hear three things that you're grateful for.
1: Okay. I am so grateful to be raising my children. I feel I've been given a huge gift. Um, I am grateful for The newness that comes with each day, the opportunity that comes with a, it's a fresh slate. So every morning I'm always saying, ah, thank you. I'm just, I'm grateful to be awake and given a chance to try again. And lastly, hmm, I think I'm just, I'm grateful to have, really supportive family and friends that I don't know. I think everyone needs someone in their corner and I definitely have that. So I'm grateful for those people.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is such, such good information for parents and definitely share with us the link for your music you know, when it comes out and we can help you promote it.
1: That would be awesome. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Love Yourself to Happiness show. If you like what you heard and you're interested to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what to do next. Head over to com forward slash apply. That's and forward slash apply. Forward slash /apply and book an appointment to speak with our team. We will get you on a call for about 45 minutes and we will work with you to craft a step-by-step game plan to uplevel your lifestyle, mindset, career, and relationships and help you fill your cup so that you can be the best version of yourself. And we will get you clarity on three things. Number one, we will help you see what mindset shifts need to be made in your life. Number two, you will learn how to create a schedule so that your schedule can support your goals. And three, how to take action, take your life to the next level and thrive. We look forward to talking to you soon.